I'm a bad man Even in the fight with the hands I'm a bad man Living in the streets all my life I'm a bad man I'm a bad man Welcome to episode 2 of the Bad Hombre Show I'm Razor Ricky D, one half of the Bad Hombres Here alongside my co-host Lucha Luigi, the other half of the Bad Hombre Show From the greatest wrestling city in all the world of Philadelphia That's right, and a lot has happened in the wrestling world this week So let's get right to it, Lou Let's do it so SmackDown just ended, and it's official. We are getting a tag team title unification match at WrestleMania Backlash between the Usos and RK Bros. I'm excited for this match. I'm excited. I'm hoping that down the line we're getting all title unifications this year. Even if we get new titles from that, I'm just excited. What are you thinking about this? Honestly, bro, it's a long time coming. You know, I was never... I just talked about it last week. I believe uh, a, a, a fan of the shows splitting, splitting up and going up against each other. You know, if they were going to just have them compete against one, each other, especially the tag team division, they don't seem to have too many teams at the moment, whether they're hurt or, you know, the cuts, whatever it did, they, they might have to call some people up. But I definitely think it's a long time coming, man. They need to unify those things. You know, they did it back in the day once, too. But uh, everything old becomes new again. I think it's the best time to do it. And the story that they're trying to tell is beautiful, man. I mean, you got the Usos, who are the longest reigning SmackDown tag team champion, seven-time tag team champion. Like they said, they reminded us on SmackDown last night. And Randy mm-hmm. Orton, the same. You have history with both family names and just the wrestlers together. But as far as the match goes, I'm going to tell you like this right here, right now. Randy Orton's my favorite wrestler, bar none since the day he walked in the building but i'm gonna keep it g and say it's gonna be the bloodline it's their time what? it's their time man i what? can't i'm sorry bro listen I, I don't know if i'm trying to keep working myself into some psychology magic because you know deep 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 down in my heart i love everything randy orton's doing but we all know he's meant to be in the main event picture. And I'm just trying to get him back on that road. And I think this might be the time, man. This might be the thing that finally severs the relationship in the, in, you know, in the weeks to come between Orton and Riddle. I think it's Uso's time, man. They're on one. Big Cuz already got his titles unified. And I don't think we want to see the backlash of what might come to be if they don't unify those titles the way they were ordered to by their cousin, it's not like this is something that they thought up and conjured on their own. They've been ordered to do this. They have no choice other than to come home with those tag team championships. And with everything else they've done, you know, the elimination chambers and the hell in the cells, this is just another notch on the belt for the Usos. And I think it's something that they could definitely use to continue to build on that legacy because at the end of the day, bro, we the ones. What you think? I think, uh, actually, Randy Orton said it best tonight when he said it to the Usos. And I'm going to say it to you. Just like the Usos, I think you're an asshole. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it frank right there. For Come on, think, man. That's far out of line. You're a complete asshole. Randy Orton is your boy. You just told the audience for so many years. And you're going to turn your back on him? For the next, for the newest, hottest thing that's going I on right now. I never turn my back on Randy Orton. Don't you dare utter those words. I mean, you're the, you just uttered it. You just uttered You're picking the, Oso, the Usos to beat RK-Bro to unify the championships. And that's your boy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the bloodline. I think they are the one. But if we're talking about who's going to be winning this, it's definitely RK-Bro. We know how much Vince likes to milk things 
as long as he can. And there is nothing that's shown me that RK bro is going down. Nothing. They just won the tag team championship at WrestleMania, which we were thinking at one point that that would have been the moment for them to split. Actually, we were talking about this at Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is when we thought, all right, this will be when they split. And that didn't happen. WrestleMania, they win the championships. And there's been no indication that seems that there's been any hostile feelings between the between the two to make me think that they're going to be breaking up at WrestleMania Backlash. And more than anything, I think it would be a great curveball because it's so predictable that the Usos are going to win and then all the gold and all the silvers is with the bloodline. I think that's too predictable. But now if you have RK Bro win it, they can now continue that. And they can actually continue that storyline down the line if they want to have like a, a second match between the Usos. They can continue doing that. But go down the line and say that we're going to go with the predictable Usos. We the ones against RK Bros. They are so hot right now, man. Between their entrance, the merch. I just don't believe that Mini Mac is going to want to stop this train anytime soon. Man, the train is already stopped. The cow is dry. There's wow. nothing left. There's nothing left in the udders. You know what I mean? You're an Listen, asshole. I love it. I love what they're doing. It's fresh for Randy and it's good for Riddle. Riddle's gonna need it because at the at the end of the day, ultimately what this is gonna probably do is set Riddle up, you know, also to be in that main event scene in the future. But there's no way. You could never say, I turn my back on Randy because you you're guilty of the same thing, man. You know, I don't I don't necessarily hey, I, I, a quick question. Uh, going going back to our WrestleMania predictions, That's which you I'm can saying. see on Instagram page. Who That's did you exactly what I was getting at? You who did, who did you pick though to win? Who did you pick to win? Was it was it I Alpha did. Academy? Because I'm yes, pretty sure it wasn't RK Alpha. Bros. It was Alpha Academy because I did twice now. Twice now. So on record, for everyone listening at home now. To be over. I am done with it. It's good. They did it for the pop and the nostalgia. It was beautiful. They can create great moments together, no doubt. Riddle's been able to do the RKO in more different fashions than Randy Orton's been able to pull off lately. But It's great for everybody to enjoy. But the downfall's coming soon, man. Randy can only tolerate it for so long, especially if they go in and lose these these titles in the unify match, man. I mean, come on. And we don't, we don't know where this is going to go. You know, I, all I know is for one thing, something's got to be up Randy Orton. Yeah. He might be on TV enjoying his time and stuff like that, but we know one thing's for sure. And two's for certain what Randy Orton doesn't do is get close to people. So it's only a matter of time, man. It's a la Stone Cold Steve Austin or HBK. We're all just waiting for the day when somebody, and it might not even be Randy. If he taught Riddle well enough, Riddle could pull the trigger first. But I'm just saying for you, man, I'm ready for the program to be done as a tag team. And I want to see those guys go at it because they are two of the top premier singles athletes in the whole game right now. And that's the same reason on the other side that I picked the Usos over them because yeah, Randy Orton's my boy, but I'm being realistic with myself. He's the, he's one of the best top singles performers in the past 15 to 20 years. And the Usos are the best tag team that has come to WWE maybe in the last 10, 15, 20. I don't know, but I'm just telling you right now, this is not the accomplishment that Randy Orton is going to have we're worried. We're trying to get to 16. We're trying to get to 17. You know, Randy Orton, I'm thinking th- this feud right here where I'm looking at it now, reading between the lines, it's looking like they're trying to set up for Randy Orton to come for the tribal chief. And, you know, maybe I didn't see what was right in front of me all along, but I've been trying to do some voodoo psychology to get Randy Orton on that path. And if you that's what I got to do, let's go. 
you must be on some Buddha and some other things to be thinking the things you be thinking these days, sir. Because twice now, on record, you're putting all your marbles against your boy to win it. Shocks me, and I'll take it. I have no problem being on the rated on the RKO bro train until till they kick me off. And I don't think I'm gonna kick off that train until maybe August. Maybe, maybe SummerSlam will kick me off. But it's definitely not gonna be at WrestleMania Backlash. No, that's when man, imagine that. Imagine the 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 raw after when they come in. They'll probably come in in scooters. Who knows? I mean, they came in in scooters before they came in in camels. How do you think they're going to come in when they're both carrying four titles? It's going to be great. It's going to be a great celebration. And I'm looking forward to it. So, folks at home, you're hearing it here first. Razor Ricky D is picking RK Bros to win all the gold at WrestleMania Backlash, while Lucha Luigi turning his back on his boy and sticking with the ones, the Usos. I'm sticking with what I know, man. Never turning my back. I'm, I know what I know. And you'll Just like Jon Snow, you know nothing. We'll be singing a different tune once the whole match is said and done. You'll be apologizing for your ignorance and your arrogance. Talking about the ones, the real ones. Let's talk about Charlotte Ronda. I quit match. WrestleMania backlash coming up. Your girl should be scared. I know tonight she was making Drew Gulak, the king of PowerPoints, tap out. Very impressive, I'm sure. But that's not Ronda Rousey. Drew Gulak is not a former UFC champion and doesn't have the grudge that Ronda does. So I'm very, very scared for your girl, Charlotte Flair, coming up this WrestleMania. I I don't think I've ever heard. Have we ever heard a Flair quit before? Well, I mean, in a match, has the Ric Flair lose an I quit match? Is this the first time we're going to see a Flair quit? What are those words? Because I think so. I believe we're going we're to hear those words. Bro, it's not in her DNA to quit. She is born to win. You know that's all she does. DJ Khaled, all she does is win 13 championships in the shortest span in a decade. That's kind of ridiculous, bro. But as far as making Ronda Rousey quit, I mean, come on. Ronda Rousey quit UFC. What makes you think she's Whoa. not going to I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. All it takes all it takes is Holly Holm and Amanda Nunes Whoa. and a couple of ass whoopings, and she's out the door. Charlotte already damaged her confidence. She beat her at WrestleMania when the marbles counted the most. What makes me think all of a sudden, now that the lights are shining bright, Ronda's going to step up to the occasion? No, she's going to fail like she does when it matters the most. You put Ronda in the position, and she's going to fail. You put Charlotte in position, she is the queen. She is the opportunity. And you know what? She's going to defy the. Nobody thought she was going to beat the undefeated streak of Asuka. She was ready for Asuka, and she's ready for Ronda. And you know what? It's going to take a Herculean effort, but there's nobody more ready for the task than my girl. Woo! Charlotte Flair. She will make Ronda Rousey say, I quit. Book see, that's, see this, this is where you got it wrong. See, Charlotte Flair is afraid, terrified of Ronda Rousey. If she wasn't so terrified, then why was it a couple of years ago she did a sneak attack on Ronda with the kendo stick? That's what started it all up. It wasn't even a match. She did a sneak attack with the kendo stick on your girl Ronda. And then when we go going into WrestleMania, I'm pretty sure we all saw Charlotte tap. Pretty sure we saw that. I'm pretty sure we also saw Charlotte get lucky. No, she was fixing her bra. She told oh, you. Get out of here. She t- hey, man, get from her here. herself. Who, am I, who else am I to believe? 
we and I'm pretty sure we all saw how quick Ronda was to get up after that kick. So it's not like Charlotte Flair knocked her out silly. Nah, she phased her. She got real lucky. But now we're talking I quit match. There is no tapping. There is no one, two, three. You're quitting. You're uttering. You're in that much. And Ronda Rousey, I don't even got the words. I don't even got the words. I can't even utter. Ronda Rousey saying, I quit to Charlotte Flair. It just sounds weird coming out of my mouth right now. It sounds weird. You know what it sounds weird? Because it's unlikely and it's not going to happen. It's just not. Because once you have Charlotte, let's say Charlotte does make her sack, but what else do you do with Charlotte from there? And then what do you do with Ronda? How do you have Ronda build up from that? I see. That's that's all you need. It both trajectories will continue to be the same. Everybody's going to continue to hate Charlotte. She's going to keep on winning, further her title reign, being at the top of the division. Maybe at the end, like you said, if the road ultimately, maybe at some point, we know there is Survivor Series, but if they ever are going to unify belts or whatever, we know that they have to, you know, they've been delaying the inevitable for the longest. We have to see Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair at some point, whether Charlotte's the champion coming in, whether they're both champions, and for Ronda Rousey, the same thing. I mean, it's no secret that, you know, she's not necessarily the most comfortable in front of the crowd on the microphone. I mean, she's much better as a heel, and it would be no better way to portray her image than if you know she got screwed again and that just lets Rhonda be Rhonda man because you know she's real fighter and all these things but you know she can't she lost at Wrestlemania just like you come on she was at Wrestlemania she lost that match that's two Wrestlemanias now that she's lost I mean come on bro exactly you're, you're, you're doing this easy for me you just said it right there it's two Wrestlemanias she's lost she came back at the Royal she won you're, you're forgetting this she came back this year at Royal Rumble and won it and big, won it. Big whoop. To then go lose at WrestleMania and then to go see I quit to Charlotte Flair. What was the point of bringing her back? I'm sure none of that was promised to her or is in the worst when they were when Vince was telling her, yeah, you know, we're just going to have you win this big one and then, you know, lose, lose. I quit, lose, lose. And then, you know, something. Yeah, well, I don't know yeah. about things that were promised to her, but I know a couple of things are only promised in life is that death taxes and charlotte flair will not quit that's this all i know and that's this. not going to happen she will remain the champion and ronda rousey's not ready i told you this last week bro i quit doesn't mean you know you tap out okay if charlotte tapped out at wrestlemania she could tap out during the match it won't make a difference but if she doesn't say those words i quit you see that's the difference between ronda and charlotte this is a professional wrestling match within the confines of wwe this ain't ufc so ronda better not slip up and think you know if charlotte taps out that the match is over because it's not you have to get her charlotte can physically put upon a beating upon Ronda to the point to where she doesn't want to get up. Something similar to what The Rock did to Mick Foley to where he was just leveling him with chair shot after chair shot after chair shot. You know, it doesn't have to come by form of submission. You can just beat the living hell out of your opponent and they just don't want to get up. And I've seen fights where Ronda Rousey has gotten beaten and she can't get up. Will she quit? Yes, in this scenario, Charlotte Flair is the better woman and will always be the best woman, the only woman that we should be talking about when referencing WWE and championships. Ronda's got a long ladder to climb. 
I hope she can get herself on the first rung. The only one we should be talking about. Like, I like that you said that yet in WWE because there's another woman in this in, in the in, in wrestling right now that's taken the wrestling community by storm the past couple of years, who is not a flair and who I believe is not in any royal family in the wrestling community. And that's Yana Prazo. Quite like Charlotte, I'm not impressed at all. This champ champ overrated run, that I look forward to seeing end faster than I uh, look forward to seeing Charlotte lose to Ronda. And that's a fact. Bro, you're disrespectful. I'm going to tell you this right now. Deanna Perrazzo has had one of the longest roads to being successful. And it's just not what some people would call successful. We're talking about somebody who has won major championships in almost every company that she's appeared in. She's been Ring of Honor and is the current Ring of Honor women's champion, AAA, Reina de Reinas champion, former Impact women's champion, the original champ champion. She also defended that title at the very first ever all-female pay-per-view NWA Empower. She's not just a, a, a small name from an indie company. She is a household name. She has fought to put her name amongst the ranks. I would even say from the work ethic that she's put in and what I see from her in the ring, yeah, I could definitely say confidently she's within that top three top five of what's going on within the women's wrestling right now. She's, she's better in the ring. She's maybe not on the microphone, but she's definitely better in the ring than Britt Baker. Oh, wow. I listen, I wouldn't put her in my top. I don't think, I don't know if I'd make her in my top 10 of uh, women's wrestlers going on. And that's why honest. you don't know shit about wrestling. I'll put in that. Like, just cause I see you everywhere. doesn't mean you're your, your top, but she's the match performances. She's I can't say I've seen anything that, in the top five this year. I can't say I've seen anything that Diana Barraza has done that has been better than a, what Bianca Belair has put on the table, Becky Lynch has put on the table. As much as I don't even like Charlotte Flair, I'll even say Charlotte Flair. And you know why? Or Brett Baker or Thunder Rosa. You so know that's why, why I can't even. We're talking about the champ champ, right? But she has not had any impressive matches this year when you're comparing her to what we've seen in the bloody matches Thunder Rosa has been in. Brett Baker. Come on. Even Mickey James, Mickey James, who went into the Royal Rumble this year with the Women's Impact Championship. Deanna Praza didn't do that. Yeah, you're right. She's showing up to AAA, ROH, Impact, all these companies, but she didn't show up to the big one. It's so funny that you say that because in the very first pay-per-view that she wrestled in this year, she actually fought a Texas death match to where she lost the title but bro if the reason that what you're seeing from diana Perazzo, you don't think it's any better than any of those women that's because you're not watching you don't <laughs> know what's going on man she is the queen she got crowned her and matthew Rayholt, bro she's it's not just one thing it's been Ooh. a constant build of ever she lost it to mickey james then she went and got two more titles from another company bro stop it right now i'm i'm excited at the thought that taya is actually back in the company and is going to me taya valkyrie ladies and gentlemen that's who we're talking about is possibly going to be in the mix but i'm not even sure that this version of taya an old version of taya i don't think anybody right now in impact in ring of honor willow nightingale it doesn't matter who you're sending her way all she's doing is winning and she's proven that wwe 
is the true loser in all of this because they're struggling to create new female stars as it is, if you ask me. I mean, she had a good spot on Monday Night Raw, and they could have built her. But as always, classic WWE, they just don't know how to use what they have when it's right in front no, of them. No, no, their WWE sees talent, and they didn't see talent in her, and they were correct. No, they were not. Because she's been everywhere and won, competed for, defended titles. She's fought them all. And she's not slowing down at any time, bro. She's she's going to make her way to the top of that PWI top, uh, 150 women's list, bro. I'm telling you right now. It's, it's undoubtable. What she could do on the mat as a technician and her submission game, bro. She's up there with the Charlotte Flares with the, and, the Be- and the Becky Lynch's, as you said. I don't think Becky Lynch is up this there. This is but- ridiculous. That's for another Diana Perazzo over Becky Lynch. Then, you Listen, know, if Diana Perazzo was the man, then she would be the man. She doesn't need to be the man when she's the best woman going right now outside of WWE. Anybody, because I because I think WWE has the best women's roster. Just that's just me. You know, that's the best thing about WWE. But still, even with her being amongst all the other companies, she is still at the top of those names that you think about the Thunder Rosas, the Britt Bakers, the Chelsea Greens. She's definitely top five, bro. And that's that's sad that you're overlooking somebody like Deanna Perrazzo when she's right in front of you. bro. I don't know how you can miss it. She's just been doing it everywhere against anybody bro it's undeniable it's undisputable and quite frankly she's a good hand i don't like your tone she's a good hand listen i'm not gonna i'll never take away from someone's hustle and that girl can hustle i will never take that away from deanna but is she great she's already she's She's already and i guess for the indie scene right now that you got to put the belt on someone that isn't really signed i mean because the top woman right now jay craig they're signed Bullshit. To the main companies, and they're holding down the ROH. ROH, I mean, they just got bought. They don't have a TV show right now. And then AAA, we don't know what's going on with that that organization. So she's holding down belts for organizations that aren't even a hundred percent there right now. But I'm supposed to be impressed. Let, 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 you know, maybe she'll go for the CZW Women's Championship, and I'll be even more impressed, right? She's holding them companies down because she is a household name. She's got the work ethic and she deserves to be at the front of the company. And it's going to be, you know, I think sky's the limit for Deanna Perrazzo because she's done all there is to do, man. So, you know, what's next? She will um, be the Jersey Shore and Memorial Day weekend. I think that's she's what's the, that's what's the next thing. I think that's the future for her. It's good. She's going to probably be. Down the shore at uh, AC. AEW Women's Championship. I need to see her challenging Thunder Rosa. I need to see her fighting Britt Baker. I need to see her fighting Jade Cargill. Because you want to keep talking about indies. I can't consider what Deanna Perrazzo does for all these other companies, indies, when she's out there on the road putting in more work than these women are who have to just wrestle maybe once a week on television. And she's doing it for three different companies. The work ethic alone speaks for itself. You need to put some respect on the champ champ's name. God damn it. Now, if you really want to talk about women's wrestling and who's really been holding it down for years. And right now, I think is about to go on a whole new stratosphere. Natalia, or should I call her Natty 2.0? Because that's where we saw her this week and NXT 2.0 putting the hands on that young buck jade and then letting the rest of that woman's division know the og is in town 
Gorgeous. And while she's doing that, she's going back down to SmackDown and Raw because she's got business to deal with with the Queen of Spades. We have the Queen of Hearts, the Queen of Spades. They're still focusing on that tag team division on the main rosters. And now she still has time to go to the developmental grounds and show them, yeah, you guys might be the future, but I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, no matter what show you put me on. You're disrespecting Natalia 2.0. Bro. She's the one we should be talking about, not a Charlotte, not a Diana Perrazzo. Natty. I, I always have room at my table to speak of the great name that is Neidhart, the daughter, the princess of Jim Anvil. We're talking about Natalia. I love it. All respect goes to her. But I do think that this is a sign of things to come. Now, I'm I'm just going out there on a limb. I, I don't know how I'm not I'm not trying to push her out the door or anything like that. But what I am saying is when you go back to where you came from, the stomping grounds, that could be a sign of you've accomplished everything you could at the main show. And maybe she's just trying to get that last trophy case, the one that has eluded her, her entire career. She's got the SmackDown Women's Championship on lockdown, former Divas Championship, got that on lockdown, former Tag Team Champion, got that on lockdown. But the one thing she never did, she competed at the very first ever NXT TakeOver against my other girl, Charlotte Flair, and she wasn't able to win. And she was the veteran at that point. So, I mean, it's a good thing for her to be down there. You know, she's taking a page out of my boy Dolph Ziggler's book. But um, I don't know, man. I'm not sure that there's a spot in the main event on Raw and SmackDown for Natty in the next year or two, man. She might be retiring, bro, honestly. Retiring? I'm, I, I put it out there. I, I don't want it to be, but this is just what I see with my... She might be coming here to just get the title and then, you know, drop it and then do some half-assed, you know, heart foundation thing and then just get out and just ride off into the sunset. I love her to death, bro. You know, she's in great shape. She's a phenomenal wrestler, but it just it just feels to me from what I see that she might be ready to hang up the boots. What do you think? I think, well, I already told you what I thought earlier. I think you're an asshole. But I, in this topic conversation, I think you're completely wrong. I think this is her and her, I guess, like her third career. You know how like, Tom Brady had three careers? You Nobody gives a about Tom Brady. Edge had two, you know. Po- or Edge had three, you know, the, the tag team, then the singles, then he retired and came back. I think she's on a whole different run right now. And it's going to be spectacular because no one has the experience that she does. No one is being, no one is taking kids under her arm who have been taking kids under her arm. Like she has and putting people over the past couple of years. And now that she's in that great, she doesn't even need a title uh, like a Charlotte, a Diana that need a championship to, 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 to show who they are. She Damn. doesn't need that at all. So I don't even know if she will be going for the women's NXT championship. I think she's just there to claim names. Maybe down the line she'll be going, but I don't think that's her motif. Right now, I think she's going to stay main roster, get the tag team championships with the Queen of Spades. What? And then down the line, she's going to remind everybody who is the real head of the wrestling family royalty in the women's division. And that's Natty. She doesn't even need that. I think she's doing NXT shits and giggles. Veteran shit. 
You know, once again, putting these young bucks under a wing, they could use it. But to say that she's this is her last run and she's going to be done after this year, no, she's only getting better. I think I, I this is a whole new years, reinvention for Nanny. Two years, Max. Two years, Max. WrestleMania I, 40, man, Natty might be hanging it up. Huh? Maybe she has life after wrestling. You know, maybe she becomes a manager. I don't know. I mean, wrestlers, you can, you can typically go a little later into the ages, you know. But I just, I don't, I don't want to see her go. I don't. I saw her compete live at an elimination chamber, and I was like the only person in the crowd clapping for her and pulled when she won a fatal five-way to go on and qualify for the SmackDown Women's Championship that she would go on and eventually win. So nobody pulls for the the names and the families and the history for wrestling. I've loved Natty since the day she debuted with the Heart Foundation 2.0 with Tyson Kidd and Davey Boy Smith Jr. I was here for that then, but it's just... I don't know if WWE knows what to do with her. And, you know, that name has credence. It has power. And Uncle Brett, you know, he's he's been on AEW. I'm not saying he's an influence, but maybe that's something that AEW is missing and could use a little bit of is a little bit Listen, of female. I, that, that, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that because it would be the respect that she's deserved. In the wrestling world, for her to go another company, automatically she'd be a champion. And then, which I mean, she'd be going for a, like you know a top champion. So like your girl Diana, she wouldn't have to worry about Natty challenging her for like the ROH Women's Championship or anything like that. So your girl doesn't have to worry about that. But if your girl ever makes it AEW, because that's where Natty would end up going, the elite, because she is elite. Then yeah, I would say the whole women's division should be worried because we're keeping in mind, like like I just said, Natty's in a whole different level, God mode. She's in God mode. Don't Love you dare. That. She's in God mode. She's a long way from the Hart Dynasty and a long, long way from those fart segments. Because we remember WWE did her dirty with those fart segments. Of course She's I remember. A long way from that. That was back in the Divas era still. You know, she was she's seen some dark times and she lived to see the other side of it. But one thing she definitely is not is God mode. Don't you ever compare her to the head of the table, the tribal chief, he, Mr. Champ Champ himself on the island of relevancy. Stop it. N- Natty has a long way to go and a couple championships, you know, to win before we can call her God mode. She's more like legend well, mode. Listen, I mean, Legend guy, I mean, she's a former two-time women's world champion, Divas champion, SmackDown champ. Like, come on, tag. Come on. Come on. And how long she, ago was like that? Like you just said, she does have a – she has she has championship runs still left in her. She's and had she, almost as many tag team partners as your boy Edge has. But you know what? That's, that's what, what a professional does. You could throw them in any mixture, and they're going to produce greatness. So right now she's being thrown into NXT mixture, which honestly, when I saw NXT and I saw her debut, I thought that was it. I thought that she was just going to move there. But now I guess she's going to be doing both because we just saw her tonight on SmackDown still doing her thing with Shayna. So that means she's running three shows, professional, the top shows, the top brand. When she starts wrestling on all three shows like Deanna Perrazzo, then I can put her in that. But until then, I mean, a small segment on NXT where you go and attack a little girl who you took a photo with back when she was like 13 years old. I mean, come on, Natty. You got to be better than that. He's letting these little girls know. Welcome to the company, but I'm still here because I'm the best there was. The best she, there is. She has nothing better. The best to do there ever will her. be. 
you know, let me just I have I have no feuds on the main roster. I lost my match at WrestleMania. So I guess let me let me go beat up on some no name from NXT point oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Real classy natty. You know what? This I think the title of this episode has to be Lose an Asshole. I think that, that might that's gotta be the episode. Folks, I'm what do you think? What do you it. folks folks at home? What do you think? Do you think Natty's gone? This is her last hurrah? Or are you listening to Razor Ricky D who has some common sense and sees the future is broken bright for Natty 2.0? I'm just saying her best days are behind her. Oh. And this is downhill slope. Oh. I'm not saying she can't win championships and still perform at a great level, but I think this is the back half of the career, and we might be within the next within the next two years. I don't know, man. Oh. I don't know. I don't like the world you live in. And this is our segment. We're going to try it out for the first time. It's Lightning Lucha with Louie G and Razor Ricky D. You ready, Rick? I'm ready. All right. It's quick fire questions. All I need from you is a yes or a no or a this or a that. You got me? Heard. Here we go. There's 10 of them real quick. Here we go. Bianca or Charlotte? Bianca. Ronda Rousey or Thunder Rosa? Thunder Rosa all day. Roman Reigns or Randy Orton? Gotta go with the tribal chief. You piece of shit. John Moxley or Samoa Joe? John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, formerly known as John Moxley. Best brother team. Young Bucks, Hardys, Usos. Hardys. Though I don't like them, they're OG status. Can't deny the greatness. Natty or Beth Phoenix? Natty. Natty 2.0, baby. She's the boat. Best Edge of all time. Edge with Vicky or Edge now? You know what? La Familia, baby. Thumb Edge th- and Vicky. And Shout Chavo. Out Shout out to Uncle Chavo. You're damn right. And the Edge heads at the time, actually. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Ring of Honor or NXT 2.0? Ring of Honor because I'm excited for what's going to happen. I can't stand. <laughs> I'm glad you cover NXT. I can't do that shit, bro. Raw or Dynamite? Raw. Ah, shit. Dynamite. Dynamite. Ah, Dynamite. Dynamite's been great. They're on They're on the way, man. I'm telling you, they're coming. I, love, I, I can't say I love doing the top five for Dynamite. I love it. I told you. And finally, Hangman Page, Jonathan Gresham, or Moose? Moose! Moose. The most underrated champion in all of professional wrestling. I agree. That's going to wrap up the segment for this week, bro. Thanks for participating. Let's talk about the real, real future. That is the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, managed by the great, the gentleman, William Regal. You got to say it properly. They are the future. And AEW, not a Samoa Joe, not a CM Punk. They are what are going to be keeping fans in seats and paying the bills for that company for the near future. No, absolutely not, bro. I've told you this on plenty of a case. I mean, there might be a fan base for them because the, like I told you, man, the style is much akin to what Regal was doing with my man, Dave Taylor back in the day in WCW. You don't understand that's for another day, but just what they bring to the ring adds a different dimension to the game that the tag team division doesn't have. It's, it goes with that grit that I was saying. But as far as being the next big thing, they both have star power. But you can't tell me right now 
that they're they're going to hang up there with the ranks of the top guys themselves. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. We're talking about the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And I think it's also, is it AAA as well? Hey, the point is, Moxley and Danielson have to go out and prove themselves against Top Flight, against Silver and Reynolds, against the Gun Club, against the Acclaimed. There's so many people. The Hardy Boys. You, you, you just named me. Aside from the Hardy, you just named me four tag teams that haven't even seen, I think, championship in a real company. We're talking about Brian Danielson, John Moxley, two former world heavyweight champions that have decided to team oh. up. Former and you want it, you want it for and the great and the best company wrestling company that there is. And they decided to go to a lesser company, team up together. And you think they're not, and then they're picking up the young buck wheel. You know, this guy, so much look what he did tonight in Rampage, getting that win on, on, on the gut club, on these all on that vet. One of the things that I like to think about when I think about this is was the was how Adam Page and Kenny Omega teamed up. Two Great single competitors that no one really thought made sense as a tag team, and it worked beautifully. And I think BC is going to be a greater team than they were. I already had so much more out of those two, out of those three, than we did it. Now, of course, we have tag teams that are solidified. Like you said, the Hardys, the Young Bucks, FTR, great tag teams. But you have two great wrestlers that are teaming together that are going to create a greater team than we've ever seen before. And we're getting that. And it's, I love how just piecing little bit, little by little, how they are just making this happen. Because you had the storyline of Brian Danielson versus Moxley, and then they fought. They bled together. You had Will and, Will and Regal get in there, give them a couple of slappings, get their senses right. Then you got a Will or Yuta they had, they, they had to bring in, get him right. And that's just the beginning. We have, we're, they're not even, we're not even talking about tag team titles. They're not, even, they're not even the contendership. But I mean, let's talk about who's, but let's talk about AEW and who's the tag team champions right now in, in AEW. Jurassic Express, get the fuck out of here. My boy, tell me, come on. Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus, bro, dominating shit like they should be. That most like the, only, the only famous one of, of, of that tag team is, isn't, even, isn't even Jungle Boy or Luchasaurus, it's Luke Perry. Jungle Boy's father. He's the most famous one of those three. Let's, 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 let's put that in perspective. And let's put it in more perspective, that tag team. We haven't even seen the main event in a while, their tag team championships. But we saw FTR, what, defend the ROH championship in the main event of AEW? How disrespectful is that, first off, to the tag team division in AEW? But that's not even respect. It just show, goes to show you that they're not that name. So if you're going to be putting up Jurassic Express versus BCC in the first, come on. Come on. Automatic champions. Automatic. So we're not even talking that right now. They don't have to do that build up yet. Because it's so it's so given. Bro, the I'm best I'm enjoying thing, this ride. I'm enjoying this ride. About the BCC for me is that th- they paired Moxley with Danielson because between Moxley, Danielson, and CM Punk. Those three sons of bitches were taking up way too much. They've become the Mr. Getting the great television 2022. That's right. I'm labeling it. Wow. You know, we always have one. Mr. Get me off my TV. It used to be Cena. Then it was Roman in his baby face stages. Right now, 
it's Moxley, Danielson, and motherfucking CM Punk because those guys get them wow. off my television. Get them off all the uh, we're, not gonna, we're not going to we're not going to talk about how great the match between CM Punk and Penta was. And how great this match between CM Punk that's because and Dustin Rhodes is going to be, but that, that's a whole different topic. That's because of our boy Pentagon Oscuro, bro. What he's able to do in the ring, unmatched. Punk over here trying to match the Lucha style. Damn near broke his leg trying to do a springboard Hurricane Rana off the rope. He needs to be more careful. He's fragile. The best thing, aside from them teaming up so they can, you know, spend less time stealing from the stars, about them is the legend, William Regal, who you know nothing about, and our Philly boy, Wheeler Yuta. You got it all wrong, man. The best thing about the BCC isn't Moxley and Danielson. It's everything else but. I don't give a damn. I hope everybody makes their life hell. Because just like you said, I I'd be pissed if I was the tag. You don't think all them tag teams are pissed? Thinking that they're in the main event, you think that their heads ain't on a swivel, proud and powerful. Jericho is pretty, there's so many tag teams in AEW. They ain't, bro. They ain't former world champions. That's be my point. They're not former world champions. They aren't the greatest wrestler of all time and the greatest fighter of all time. No. What? You the greatest hero guy, folks. John Jones, the greatest fighter of all time. Brian Danielson, greatest wrestler of all time. No, no, you're disrespectful. I can't believe that you just said that shit on this television show. It's going to be great. Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler of all time. All time. That's funny you say that because half of his career you haven't even seen. Listen. Oh, but you know what? I get to now because I have something called YouTube and I don't need member berries. And you're just being fickle. No, no. Fickle. You don't. You You're didn't being fickle back. right now. You didn't educate yourself. It's not about member berries. It's about you can't call him the greatest when you've only seen half of the work. You've seen one side of it. You know what I mean? What he's done from NXT to WWE. Well, I, let's cool. put that aside. Let's say that that is the only thing I've seen. That is that's at least twelve years worth of footage. Twelve well, years at least. If we're just on the NXT well, WWE, run, that's twelve years worth of footage. And then the, hold on. You just called Moxley the greatest fighter when we have Brock Lesnar, a former UFC heavyweight champion, like a 10-time WWE champion, collegiate NCAA Division One. What? Former what? Listen, Moxley, listen. where the There's hell? A different style. Like that. He's a wrestler. Yeah, he's like, was whooping his ass at WrestleMania. Or fat. Look, come on, man, stop it. The the greatest. A, it's a different. Hey, listen, when I'm saying fire, I'm talking brawl. All yeah. right, Brock that, Lesnar is a great wrestler. Like like not like not a prof, like great professional like grappler. He's a great no. grappler. Greatest grappler. I'll, I'll put him there. But we're talking about brawling street fight. Point is, BCC. We haven't seen in a long time. Blah blah blah. Great, great singular single competitors, competitors, former world champions teaming up and deciding to bring a young buck with them. We've seen Edge, one person do it. We've seen Randy, one person do it, but we haven't seen two form together and bring a young person up. We haven't seen that, and I'm excited for it because it's only going to get bigger. You know, that's the thing. It's only going to expand. No, nah, it's man. only been about two to three. What two or three weeks that this is growing? It's and they're not, they're not even the tag team championship conversation. That's why look at the bigger picture. Look at the painting. Because right now they've only painted 
right now we've only paying we've we've painted some mountains, but we're missing the landscape. We're missing the trees. We're missing the sky, the river, the little birds, the, the little bear in the background. We're missing the whole beautiful picture. It's gonna be great. The picture they're painting isn't one that I want to stare at for long. See, and um, that's 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 the issue because you don't like you don't like the, the, what what's been being painted for you these days. Because something else that I've been loving has been painted, and it took me a while. I'm not gonna lie, it took me a while to see the canvas and to see what the design was. But I'm loving this, and I bet you hate it, which is ridiculous. And I, I want to just put it out there. This whole Edge and Damien Priest linking up and the changes done for Damien Priest has been great startup. But I bet you, and another person, Damien Priest, who's your guy, I bet you don't love this. I bet you don't see this beautiful canvas that's being painted in front of us. I bet you don't see the, 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 the trees for the forest, or the forest for the trees. I can't see because they've taken away my vision, bro. Like, what the hell are they doing with my boy, Boricua? What the hell's going on with Damien Priest, bro? Listen, you want to talk about member berries, bro? They are, what is Edge supposed to be to Damien Priest? Is he the Paul Bear? Is he some higher power? Why did Damien Priest, in the middle of a match, just get down on a knee the lights went purple. He looked like a different beat, something I never saw. He's before. on a higher power, bro. And then he just disappears, vanishes. In higher power. Where did he go? He went. I you remember the match where in the Edge versus Undertaker was Hell in a Cell match, and you saw the Undertaker choke slam Edge through the um through the ring, and then fire appeared. And for like four months, we didn't know where Edge went, and then he came back. I think it was either Survivor Series Armageddon. And he came back with a beard. That's where Damian Priest went to that area, because Edge has figured out how to go back and forth from that from that dimension or a purgatory, we'll call it. That's where he went. No, listen, Damian Priest was perfectly good on his own doing his. I just don't agree when they start doing this gimmicky shit. A la Undertaker, he didn't need it, man. He was already good. I believed him on his own. But now you're starting to, and I just, I just fear for him now, man. This, this is some type of, I might see him on the future endeavors list because Whoa. they just don't seem like they know what to do with my boy, man. You don't put him in a, in a bag like that and leave him no way to fight himself out, bro. He, the sky's the limit for this guy. He came from being punishment Martinez. This guy deals. So I understand what they're trying to get at. I just don't think as always with wwe they know how to present it across edge can you know do and try and work his magic however he wants to spin it but at the end of the day bro this is not the start that i wanted or needed for damian priest in the start of whatever this is a stable is it a tag team i'm not entirely sure but it doesn't look good for him bro edge edge hasn't disappeared why do they got to put that on my boy, Damien, man? You know what I mean? Like, they're just leaving him out there on a cliff, just just dangling him by the rope and saying, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a, it's a one-way road, bro, and it's I not looking good. can't believe that's how you – I can't believe that you can't see for us. This is the best thing that could have happened to Damien Priest. Because let's go back to a year, a year ago. He, you know, he got – he was he got, he got pushed to the main roster – 
He had a great phenomenal match with Bad Bunny. But I think we can all agree to this. The only thing that people remember of that match is Bad Bunny. Nope. Maybe I feel you. like everyone hyped whenever we're talking because you bring up the Logan Paul and all this. Everyone brings up Bad Bunny being the one of the celebrities that had a great match in WWE. And then after that, Damian Priest didn't really do very much in this past year. And the, as a face, and then he just started doing his he heel turn, and the heel turn. Part. Listen, Stop. let's go like this: the heel turn that didn't even get him a match with Ben Baylor at WrestleMania. It didn't get him nothing. But you know That's what? Teaming up with Edge did. My case, man. That's why the heel turn is no. good. He was already United States Champion. He was already co-main event in WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. He was doing his thing. But now you team him up with this haphazard guy who's on his way out the door for sure. You want to talk about farewell tours? Get Edge off my television in WWE, Mister. Get me off my television because he's just grasping at straws, man, and he's trying to pull the youngster up. What is this? Hollywood Hulk Hogan? You got to latch on to the younger talent just so your career lasts? You damn the audacity. Leak. The audacity you say that when you know Matt Riddle's doing the same with Randy Orton. The audacity no, for you I to don't say know that. Randy Orton's and, and I don't see why you have an issue right now with these veterans taking younger people under their wings. I don't know why you have such an issue with that. You got an issue with my girl Natty doing this. You got an issue with the BCC doing this. Now you got my, my boy Edge is trying to Take a youngin who has potential and trying to switch up his his character a little bit, trying to see how he can fit and what he can and can't do, trying to push him into that fire to make him realize things he had never realized he could do it on his own. He's and known. it has been perfect. Don't get me wrong. This whole Edge new persona, this whole new darkness, it's been back and forth with me, up and down from the new music, the entrance. Then again, it's I just say down. this again, the greatest entrance I've ever seen of Edge at WrestleMania. Loved it. But then with the suits and everything, it's... In 20 years. I'm getting... I, we've talked about this before. I, I get a little bit of House of Black vibes from what they're doing, which is why I'm doing a super spoiler, a super prediction right here, that when Edge's contract comes up in January, if he does leave, which I don't think his time is up, I think he will stay, but his contract comes up in January, if he continues doing this, I can see him going to AEW and, and then joining House of Black and then I mean that, they just do long term storybooking. I could see I'm sure that. Sure, you can because that's another group and another promotion that you're trying to attach his name to, so he can leech on and latch on. They don't need him, man. They don't need him. Nobody needs him. Okay, he needed us. Okay, he's an addict. Okay, bringing me back to the Eddie Guerrero promo versus Brock Lesnar right before No Way Out. Edge is addicted. It's not the other way around. You know, it's not people weren't on the edge of their seats clamoring for Edge to return to the wrestling ring. It was we were OK with it. You can go back. You know, you're not Stone Cold. You're not HBK. You're not Triple H. You're not The Undertaker. You wow. ain't Chris Jericho. I mean, wow. come on, man. Wow. He, needs, he needs to go ahead. I love him to death. I hope he gets the send off of his career and maybe it will end up in AEW so he can go fight his big homie Christian Cage. But as far as him aligning with somebody, he needs to align with nobody else, man. I mean, come on. They've given this guy too much opportunity, too much television time. I'm all for nostalgia, but not in this scenario, bro. Edge needs to go ahead and just call it quits while it's still good, bro. Because before long, the people are going to stop caring, man. 
the people are going to stop caring. You know, people were happy with him being sent off the way he was. He had it. I don't understand. I tell you this all the time. He had it better than anybody else, bro. He walked out on top. He won and defended the title successfully at WrestleMania and retired as champion. Who can say that? But no, he just got to come back. He just he just needed it. He had a fix. He, he, he had to scratch the edge. You know, <laughs> come on, man. Get it out of here. You're wild. He, he looks like one of those streetwalkers underneath Kensington and Alligator. I think I might have seen him, <laughs> actually. That, come on, man, with the scrawny face looking at Come on, Ed. That's wild. The level of disrespect. Don't My be boy, Ed, is just trying to elevate the product. Take someone under his wing, trying to change his character up because he's done this for over 20 years. And you're right, he did retire 10 years ago. And then he came back and he's revamped. Is like, how many how many wrestlers can do that? Can can change it up? Not even young wrestlers today know how to how to change it up and how to work with that. Look at how long it took Roman Reigns. He didn't change nothing up, man. Like this I is said. veteran. He's a veteran. He knows how to change it up. He's switching, he's he's implementing. Radar superstar, the brood. He's stealing from the brood. That's not the new. The veteran. He's, stealing, all he's putting. He's combining all. He, how can he steal from the brood? He was part of the brood. He's combining all those three. But he and wasn't. now he's doing what? What? What happened to him with the brood? He was a youngin, and he was taken to new levels because of an OG. And now that's what he's doing. Now the gimmick is two point It's a little more revamped for today's generation, today's audience, but it can still work. And it's it's long term. That's what Edge is about. If you watch his matches the past year, they've been long matches. Why? Because it's been build up, been great matches. But there's been time to build up. He is painting. That WrestleMania Edge is an artist. Edge is an artist, and he's painting a picture. And I love it. It took me some time. I did. I thought he was painting a landscape of an ocean, and it looks like we're getting mountains. We're getting a mountain landscape, and it's looking beautiful. And Damian Priest, it's looking rough, but I can tell you right now, it's the best thing that could happen to him. Then continuing trying to do it on his own. Now he's got a piece of that that can show him, that can back him up, and is guaranteeing him hopefully not being part of the future endeavors list this year. Which I believe today uh, it is is going to be April sixteenth today, um, and I believe okay. that last year was the date that Quick they question. let go of a lot of people. So hopefully <laughs> later tonight <laughs> he won't be on that list. Quick question. Talk to me. What happened to the last two guys who aligned themselves with Edge? They're doing okay. great things. I'm glad you brought that up. They are oh, you talking about Matt Cardona and that and it, Brian Myers? Yeah, they're both gone. They're I'm doing fearful for the same fate for my I'm pretty boy sure Jones. one of them is a death match king right now, or king of the death matches, right? You now. don't get to call him shit because you've been slighting my man every damn week. Matt Cardona is in GCW. He's in He's won the GCW World Heavyweight Championship, NWA World Championship, Impact Digital Media Championship. And this man can't even break your top five. He's part of the major players with that same guy, Brian Myers, who, you know, Edge leached onto, latched onto just to send him out the door packing. And thank God anyway, because their careers have been better on the other side than they ever could have been back in WWE's shit land. But, bro, you need to put some respect 
on Matt Cardona's name, their main event, and their top notch, bro. I'm talking about people like Triple H and Stephanie. You know, Chelsea Green is not some half-ass. They're a real married couple. They really do this for real. They've done it together. They've done it separately. They keep proving themselves to be at the top of their game and the household names in the company right now. Bro, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green need to be on the tongue of your mouth every single time we talk about impact wrestling or anything close to the nature because that's all I can think about, bro. They are top notch box office right now. You must have been gone and lost your damn mind. I'm not surprised. So I think I've done uh, on the top five of impact. I think I've co- I covered the multiverse and then I covered uh, last the last impact. And you're right, they uh, the major players they did not they didn't make my top five. I wanted to. It's not that I didn't want to. It's just, uh, there's been wanted. better things going on, more interesting. And I mean, if we're talking wrestling couples, I mean, yeah, Chelsea Green, great, Matt Cardona, great. But I mean, they're for they're not. If we're talking just well, let's just talk indie scene right now. They're not Nick Aldis and Mickey James. All right, um, let's keep it right there. And Nick Aldis. I mean, yes, I guess uh, what you call Matt Cardona is current MDL, NWA champion, but he doesn't have the he's, come on. He doesn't have the skill of a Nick Aldis and Chelsea Green is the younger sister to Mickey James, which is why they're doing that feud right now. And if we're still talking about cu- uh, couples in the industry that are generating heat, I mean, they're not even close to the heat that Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti are getting. So they're it's doing just- great things. And you know, adding Brian, I think that's great, you know? I thought what they were on was the uh, the pay-per-view that the Good Brothers did last year. I think they were on that. So good for them. You know, they're... They're doing great it's things so, in the indies, you know? It's so funny that you would call them indies and say that he doesn't have the talent because last time I checked, Matt Cardona defended that title, the NWA World Championship, against Nick Aldis. And granted, you know, he might have walked away with the victory and it looks a little slighted because it was a disqualification, but he's still the champion. And as far as not getting as much heat as Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti, that's just because Sammy Guevara is an asshole who proposed to his girlfriend live on television. You would know. It would take an asshole to know an asshole. Just to to take it back and then switch in the ultimate heel turn. But they're not getting booed because, you know, they're doing a good job. But there's a complete difference. Matt Cardona goes into GCW and they scream at the top of their lungs. Fuck Matt Cardona. Nobody's, you know, nobody hates and Chelsea Green. Nobody's screaming for them. No, they're booing them because they suck. Together, it's not getting over with the crowd. They're tired of their bullshit. It's completely the opposite. They're what they can do. Sammy Guevara is a prodigy in the ring. He's the future is bright. He can do everything. Lucha Libre, all that. He's a great face. But to be honest with you, bro, professional wrestler wise, they don't hold a candlestick to Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. They don't even belong in the same conversation. Is Sammy Guevara won just what? The TNT championship. That's it in his career. Take Conti, nothing. Come on, bro. We're talking about former Impact and Ring of Honor world champion Chelsea Green. We're talking about current Impact digital media champion and NWA world champion Matt. They're putting in the work right now. They're putting in work that is not putting in a top five moment work. That's all I'm saying. You know, when I do my top five, I literally, I'm very critical. No, you're very very biased is what you are. And I try to choose what is great. And I just, I mean, Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona and Brian uh, attacking big casts. I, 
what I just don't see what's so great about that. They put Big Cass through the table and they also attacked Mickey James in the back. I think it's hilarious that you think they started the show off and then continued to do that in the back afterwards. But you'd rather put oh, Alex Shelley beating Steve Macklin. That was a great the- match. That was a great match. Oh, or c- come on, bro. It was a great match. You being disrespectful, bro. Come it was on. a great match Stop between it. great wrestlers. Stop it. And then, oh, oh, a confrontation between Honor No More and Bullet Club when they act. No, no hands were thrown. There were hands. They got into a big brawl. All of them got into a big brawl. And it was in Philadelphia in the ECW, yeah, I former ECW arena. And they were all there. That was a way bigger moment. You got so much more star talent out of all eight of them. Yeah, the Bullet Club, you had the ring. Come on. Bro, so, and that's yeah. adding on to the bigger storyline that's going Honor on. Honor, not more, but still, no. There's, there's, there's not enough story being told between them already. They don't all get enough television time between the Bullet Club and Honor, no more. It's no. adding to the bigger picture. The that's show. adding to the bigger match we're going to get down the line between both factions. And what am I getting right now? I mean, I'm going to get. Didn't I just see Chelsea Green and Matt lose to Nick Aldis and Mickey James? Like I got that already. Like, so what are they going to attack? So, Matt, come on. He's not what and what is a digital impact champion? What does that mean? Does does he does he wrestle an NFT? Is it an NFT match? How does that work? Is it on YouTube? The fuck? It means that he's the most watched and most streamed champion in all of digital media because he's not just on one platform where I where they own the content and only you can see if you spend $9.99 a month. Get the fuck out of here. All right, no. so that's the case. Then I'm, I'm, I'm doing an open challenge right now. Handicap match. The Bad Hombres versus Matt Cardona for that championship. If you ever hear this, Matt Cardona. Bro. The Bad Hombres are challenging. You, you better right be now. careful what you wish for. Because the work rate that Matt Cardona's putting in right now, I'm not entirely certain that he wouldn't accept it. Just to prove a damn point to haters and doubters like you, bro. Because that's all he's had to do ever since he walked out the door. And he has not disappointed at all, bro. I am proud and happy for everything that Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona get coming to them. Because they deserve it. They have been professional wrestlers and damn good ones for a long time. And there's nobody, not Sammy Guevara. And and Tay Conti couples wise, no, bro, absolutely not. Right now, they're the hottest thing in professional wrestling. They are Macho Man and Queen Elizabeth 2.0, brother. I love every second of it. And you need to get on board before your ass get left at the train stop, folks. We want we need to hear from you. Who is the top couple right now in the wrestling world holding it down, heel or face? Because in my book, it sure is not Chelsea. And Mark Cardona. I love their work. And they are putting, like I said before in the early podcast, I will never knock somebody's hustle. But they just ain't great. And they just have been doing great things to make my top five. I'm sorry. Hopefully down the line they will. Just hasn't happened the past couple of weeks, though. And that's a wrap for our second episode. Join the conversation and let us know what you think in the comment section below. Like and subscribe. Tap the notification bell. Check our Instagram out at The Bad Ombre Show for our daily top fives as well as all other platforms. If you didn't know, yeah, two sides. With the mic in my hands, I'm a bad man. Even in the fight with the hands, I'm a bad man. Living in the street.